Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Nate Stubler. Nate bowled collegiately at St. Ambrose University. Nate, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Happy to be here. All right, well, let's talk about things. The PBA Tour is getting ready to kick off here. U.S. Open, a big tournament for everyone. You bowled collegiately at St. Ambrose. So let's talk about you're heading out on tour full-time. Let's talk about this decision for you and, and what are some of the your biggest I mean it's funny to say but your your biggest key takeaways you can take you, that you will take with you out on tour from your time bowling collegiately. Um yeah so I mean it, it's it's completely different. I mean I've had to change my whole uh, preparation around, you know, being in college, we we start tryouts in August and um yeah, normally then I'd take a break during the summertime and just kind of prep for tour around that time. Being that we had eight months on the college season, uh, I always tried to stay sharp for you know significant amount of time throughout the year. Uh, so it was kind of weird when when all the guys were going back to school and getting ready for tour, and you know I, I was just kind of not really bowling much at that point. So, uh, so yeah, it's a completely different change just for me. Um, so yeah, pretty much in December, the entire month I've been getting ready for the tour and uh, just practicing as much as I can, getting in the gym, you know, continuing to eat right. And, uh, yeah, just making sure that physically um, I'm, I'm ready for it. And, you know, obviously, being that this is my first year out on tour, I don't quite know what to expect entirely. Uh, but, you know, obviously, it, I guess trying to make it similar um, to college, you know, it's, it's about making shots. It's about uh, making sure that you make the right ball changes, you know, ball motion and all that. And, and really getting down, I guess, like the nitty-gritty of it all, just trying to simplify the game as much as I can, but also – um, you know, I, I guess it's kind of hard to, the, to describe just being that, you know, I'm so used to having uh, Cameron Crota to talk to about moves and talk to about ball changes and all that. So it's a lot weirder having, you know, I guess no teammates really talk to about that out there. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not 100%, you know, entirely sure what to expect out there, but um, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be as prepared as I can, you know, the way that I did prepare for college. So I'm, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, definitely shout out Cameron Crow. I love that kid. Great kid, like my little brother. And definitely not someone bad for you to, you know, bounce off of. But, you know, and that kind of falls into my question. Is there anybody on the PBA tour, either past or present, that you kind of look up to and or, like, kind of watch their game and kind of idolize, not necessarily idolize, but maybe match your game off of what they do? Or are you going to kind of go in and just kind of play your own game? Um. I mean, obviously, I'm going to listen to the ball reps and, and take in as much information as I can and, uh, you know, just try to be a sponge for a while, bouncing ideas off of guys. And it, it's a little bit different because more so the guys out there now, such as like Packy and Kevin, um, you know, they're two-handed. So, obviously, a little bit different ball roll, different uh, different style. And, and when it comes to, you know, Jacob Buttriff, he hits on it a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit smaller or slower ball speed, I should say. Uh, so it, it's just kind of unique. Um, I don't really match up to, to those guys as much as I guess I did Cam. And obviously Cam had a lot of a lot of power in his game. And, um, you know, eventually we learned how to work off each other throughout that in college. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I was blessed to have him as a teammate. 
so uh, it, it's going to be weird. You know, like I said, it, it's going to be different this year, not really having many people to bounce off ideas. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm going to try to be a sponge out there, absorb, take in as much information as I can, and, you know, just try to do whatever I can to get myself to the position where, you know, regularly competing and, and just trying to be ready for it, I guess. So what are some of the goals? Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I was just going to continue on because um, you asked about the, if there's anyone I really look up to. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a lot of the lefties out there. Um, you know, I guess Pete Weber was always kind of one for me, um, you know, even growing up. Uh, he always just had the, the demeanor of like, you know, like, I don't care who you are. Like, you know, he, he I, I always loved him for the, I guess, I don't want to say the antics necessarily, but I loved it. Like, he was the kind of guy that he didn't care who it was. Like, he'd always, he had no issue, you know, bowling against you or, or getting in your face kind of thing. Like, he just, he, he was a tough competitor. And that's one thing that I always enjoyed about watching him was, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, who you are. It just, he, he was always fantastic about that, I guess. So what are some of your goals that you've set for yourself this year? Um, I mean, obviously the, the main, the main goal, um, you know, whether it's a short time, whether it's, it's a long time, not for a few years, but obviously going out there, the goal is to win. Um, I mean, I I think if if you ask anyone that question, I feel like the the answer will be to win. So I don't mean to sound like conceited in that sense, but, you know, uh, obviously there's small goals that it takes to get there, you know, with the right practice and preparation, just making sure everything's kind of in tune to, I guess kind of get there, but, you know, obviously you got to start with making cuts and um, just taking it one game at a time, one frame at a time and, you know, let the score add up for you. So, but yeah, ultimately the goal is to win um, and just go out there and, you know, being that I'm doing this full time, uh, I just want to compete week in and week out. And that's, that's one thing I guess always about that. I was very happy to have the opportunity to bowl in college where I learned how to grind and even being left-handed, it's a little bit different because, you know, being left-handed, it's sort of feast or famine. So just being, you know, some of the some of the stories I've heard about the PBA Tour, it can, it can be similar to that. So, um, yeah, ideally just, just try to limit the, the 160s, make sure the 160s or 190s, um, you know, make your spares, leave makeables, and, yeah, essentially just compete week in and week out. Um, so, you know, obviously you've been – going in college, there's a lot of traveling involved. Um, you know, I, have you really thought about it? What's your expectation on the travel aspect of it as well? So you be week in, week out, traveling with somebody, traveling alone. What's kind of your preparation for that moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. It, it kind of stinks not really having a bus driver, you know, seven teammates to, to make the long road trips uh, more fun with. So that that's obviously going to be an adjustment um, and pretty much driving myself to the events. It's it's going to be different. Um, I'm hoping that the further events such as the Roth Holman doubles uh, out in, I think it's Delaware, New Jersey and, or, um, you know, any, any further ones, hopefully I'll be able to, to make flights for uh, just to make it a little bit easier on myself. But yeah, I uh, essentially, I mean, it all kind of depends on how it goes as as well, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get some playlists going in my vehicle. So if anyone's got a playlist out there for me for long car rides, please, I'd be happy to take them. 
So, so in college, you earned back-to-back first-team All-American, you know, back in 2020, in 2020, 2021, and then then last season as well. Can you talk about the differences, though, in winning, you know, in in winning that award, award that being being named to the first team, you know, during the year of COVID when things were different for everyone, there was that year of unknown, and then last year when things started returning to normal, but they still there still was was some unknowns as far as whether a teammate was you know going to test positive, whether you were going to test positive, whether you know some of the things still were in place, and and how that all worked for you. Um. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, we were all very good about it, too. I mean, we tried to – we understood, especially when it came to the bigger tournaments more so. I mean, we obviously took precautions in general, and, you know, fortunately, St. Ambrose took it very seriously as well. Uh, So we actually didn't have very many issues with it uh, during my time there anyway, which was, you know, very thankful for that we were able to come in, you know, each week and compete uh, no matter the circumstances because, yeah, there were other teams that – I remember, um, I don't, I don't recall if it's Calumet or I want to say there, there was one school that I just remember they couldn't even, they couldn't make the tournament just because they had issues with the, with the COVID stipulations. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy that our school took it seriously. And, you know, as teammates, we all kind of understood coming in, especially, you know, with how junior year ended, um, with the second semester, we won three out of four tournaments and, uh, two of them being tier ones and you know one being the Hoosier like we kind of had a lot of steam coming into it you know and then obviously COVID happened it kind of put a damper on that so uh, essentially we knew what the goal was the year after and you know the year after that so fortunately we did take it very seriously just to make sure that you know we could stay on top of our games and like I said compete week in and week out. So as you're approaching PBA Tour, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. You've had quite the illustrious career already, and you bowled at, you know, Team USA level, you bowled at, you know, the college level, PBA level. You know, what is probably one of your favorite memories um, up to this point in your bowling career so far? Oof, uh, <laughs> that's tough. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I'd probably have to say the Hoosier tournament. Um, I mean – Overall, like no matter what, you know, winning as a team has always felt so much more to me than winning as an individual, you know, because you're doing it for the other guys. And, you know, it just feels good that, you know, when you win something, something prestigious, you know, with a group of, with your teammates and all, like it's, it's a bond that you and those seven other guys or however many people you have on your, on your team, I guess, for any sport, um, that you guys, you guys share that bond that you guys did that together and not many people in, in team games get to experience that. So I definitely have to put the Hoosier one up there. Um, that was the second, uh, tier one that St. Ambrose has ever won. So that was, I, I just remember that like the, the emotions that we had behind it and knowing that, okay, like, you know, we're, we're, I think that was also one of the first stepping points where St. Ambrose as a team was really like, okay, like we're, we're forced to be reckoned with. So I just like, no, there's no better feeling in sports than winning and to do it as a team. Like, obviously that was the ultimate goal. And, you know, so the, the first tier one, that was great, but yeah, I'd have to say the Hoosier. I mean, just being the, how prestigious that event is. um, Yeah, there were, there were some very good memories with that. So, Nate, regarding the U.S. Open, which is coming up here, you will be bowling. You made it on your credential, so you don't have you do not have to do the PTQ. 
but there's been some talk amongst bowlers on the amateur level that want to bowl the tournament, but they, they're not the happiest that there's been some exemptions that were given to a few folks to, you know, one of them to bowl a PTQ and then another for the tournament in general. I'd love to know your thoughts as someone who's out there competing. What, you know, where do, where do you fall on this as far as exemptions and who gets them and who shouldn't have them and, and just those, you know, amateur fields being full versus, you know, who, who gets into tournaments and, and, um, and as a bowler, I'd be interested in what your thoughts are. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think it's great for the sport. Like it, it stinks that some people might lose out on those spots, but you know, the, the way I see it is, you know, obviously as the PBA, you're trying to grow as a brand, you're trying to grow, you're constantly trying to find ways to, to get viewership, to get eyes on your product. And, uh, you know, I, I remember someone made this argument and it was probably one of the few that I agreed with, but they were talking about how many followers Mookie Betts has on Instagram. And I'm just thinking about it. Like, that's that's more than I, I i mean he's he's a superstar you know i think it's more than anyone on the pba has so i think in terms of viewership i i think it's a great idea like and and it's not like he can't bowl you know it's not like he averages 150 when he bowls league like he shot uh what tournament was he shot did he shoot 300 at world series of bowling so yeah i mean he, he shot 300 at the world series of bowling and I mean, you can make arguments about it, you know, like no matter what, but he, how many people even on the PBA tour can say that they've shot 300 in the PBA tournament? I, I think that number is very, very minute. So I think it's great that he's in the event. Um, I think if they, if they do sell tickets throughout the week, I've never bowled this event or anything before or many of the PBA events before. So I'm not sure, but if they sell tickets throughout the week, I think people are going to go out to watch him. And uh, you know, with the, with, Jimmy Allen bowling the PTQ. I mean, at least he's bowling the PTQ, right? So it's not like it's not like you're giving away. I mean, I think it'd be a little bit different in a 108 player field if you have, you know, like 10 10 people in other sports deciding that they want to bowl it. You exempt 10 people, but one spot, you know, or even you know, Jimmy Jimmy's bowling the PTQ to earn it. Mookie bets. I mean, I, I think it's great overall. I, I really do think that it's great for the sport. So. It, I feel for the people that didn't, I guess, get the exemption or people that, you know, are missing out on the PTQ or whatever the case is for that reason. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's not like it's you're giving up 10 spots in a 100-player field. You're giving out one spot, potentially two. So, uh, Is there a particular tournament this season you're looking forward to bowl? Obviously, all of them are amazing. You want to win as many as as you can, but is there one tournament in particular that kind of has your eye that you're looking forward to participating in bowling? Uh, it's, it's tough. I don't really have a particular event. Um, you know, being that I'm kind of getting my feet wet this season, uh, just going out there. Uh, I, I'm very much excited for, for honestly, every single one of them. I mean, granted the, the traveling, traveling will probably get old after a while, but at the end of the day, like it, it it's kind of hard to probably put one out there but there's one thing for sure that I, that I do want to do. Um, I want to bowl in Maine. I mean, I, I see the crowds and everything and I, I think that'd be such a fun environment to bowl in. So if there's, if there's one thing that I'm hoping I can get put on, I think they do the, I think they do the team events out there. I, if I can get put on that, I would absolutely love that. I mean, I, I just, I would thrive off the crowd. I think that is, it's, I think it's so fun for bowling. So I wish they had more tournaments like that, but uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely that if 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 I'm able to bowl that. So, 
And Nate, you bowled the, the team trials not too long ago. You had a long, grinding week of bowling, a lot of games on different patterns, really tests your skill set as a player. U.S. Open, not set up in similar ways, but set up to where it does, it just wears on, on bowlers, having the three squads bowling all different squads, and then it's, it's a long-form tournament. So how, how are you able to take some of your experience bowling those longer-form tournaments, tournaments in the past to the opening tournament for you guys, a major, the U.S. Open, Woodland Bowl, Indianapolis? Uh, the biggest part, it's all, it's all physical preparation, you know, I mean, whether you're, I think, uh, there, there's a quote that I read from, um, I believe it was Dr. Dean Hennett's in a book and it was in a sports psychology book. And it said that, you know, winners aren't built in the gym. And, and I, I do agree with that being that, you know, you're not, it's not who can lift the most weight out there kind of deal, but I think it's important to really take care of yourself and, um, you know, just for the longevity of all those tournaments, you know, I mean, whatever you can do mentally to make yourself feel better, um, you know, and physically as well, whether it's eating right, you know, even doing treadmill, even if it's, if it's lifting, whatever you can do to kind of put yourself in the best position physically, um, just to kind of give you that, that, I guess, like mental edge to, to feel like you can compete out there. I, I think it's huge. And um, yeah, I, I think even, yeah, especially for those like the five day events, six day events. Uh, I, I just I think it's important. Like it, it's always been important to me, and it's always helped me. You know, I guess not get tired, not have issues. Um, so I I think that's the biggest thing that you can do to prepare for it. And yeah, I, I think it all I think it all starts in the gym. Truthfully, I couldn't agree more with that statement. It's definitely a um, underachieved tool that bowlers could definitely use more, but. Um, this is one question I'd love to ask a lot of our um, participants in the podcast. Now, obviously, I want to ask you this question next year after your first season, but let's let's go back to actual college bowling. I love to ask, you know, what's one thing you would have told yourself your freshman year, and and you know, even younger if needed, but freshman year to now, what's one piece of advice you would give freshman year Nate? Oh, fresh freshman year Nate struggled. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was a uh... It was a tough go around for a while. Um, you know, it, it's like anything in life, truthfully, whether it's work, whether it's a sport, you know, anytime you go up to the next level of what you're doing, I guess, for life, um, there's always going to be a learning curve. So I think freshman year me, uh, probably just to stay patient with it, you know, like like I said earlier, like be a sponge. Um, that's something I, I definitely didn't do as much as a freshman. Like I remember uh, the first tournament, like we bowled in Wauwatosa and that's always been known in college, I guess, as like a score fest for lefties. But, you know, being, I, I didn't know that, like I, I didn't think anything of it. So I remember, I think I averaged like 220 for five games. And I looked at my coach and I was like, I was like, this is college bowling. I was like, this is easy. And he was like, Oh, just wait. And I think the next four or five tournaments, I proceeded to average like a buck 70 or a buck 60 or something like that. So I, I definitely had a rude awakening with that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's all just a learning curve. And, and honestly, don't be afraid to try new things because even, you know, college to PBA, you know, it's, there's different machines, there's different patterns, obviously. Um, so just, yeah, just, just stay patient with it. And, you know, I, I think that's going to be a hard thing for me this year is just trying to, trying to adjust and as quickly as I, as I can, because obviously I want to be successful in the game. So I think sometimes that, that kind of hurts my patience, I guess, a little bit. So 
you know, I, I expect that there will be some tournament that it doesn't go very well, and instantly I'll be I'll be trying to practice and just you know trying to do whatever I can to get to hopefully success sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, I, I just definitely should stay patient and ultimately just be a sponge out there. And along those same lines, to all the high school players listening to the show, what advice do you have for them when it comes to picking a, a collegiate bowling program and, and a place they want to apply and bowl at? Um, I think the biggest part is, uh, especially, I mean, tour tour as many schools as you can. Take advantage of it. And even even if places aren't necessarily on your radar to start, don't be afraid to expand some of your, you know, if the school reaches out to you, take advantage of it. I mean, I remember prior to, you know, choosing St. Ambrose, I only had three schools on my list that I wanted to go to. And they were Lindenwood, McKendree, and Wichita. So, you know, obviously, you know, top tier programs. Um, I, I just, I always had my mind set on those and I toured all three of them. And, and don't get me wrong, they're great schools, but in terms of what I was looking for uh, as a career path for schooling, um, it, it didn't quite have what I want, wanted, I guess, you know, like a, obviously I'm, I'm doing pro bowling now, but uh, you know, I got my master's in accounting and I'm working on the CPA exams, trying to finish those. Uh, Cause you know, there's life after bowling. So I, I think number one, you know, go where you want to go for bowling and make sure that you're going to go somewhere that you're going to learn, um, whether it's off your teammates, off your coaches, you know, obviously you'd learn to get better at bowl or, you know, anywhere that's going to make you better as a player. Um, or, but, but I think the most important part though, you know, more important than that, obviously is go somewhere that's going to benefit you most for schooling. Um, Cause yeah, I remember St. Ambrose would always reach out to me and I just kind of like, I guess, brush it off to the side. So I was like, Oh, I was like, you know, Iowa. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's going to be cornfield surrounding it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I remember going though on my visit, you know, and I didn't have it planned, but yeah, I, I told my dad, I was like, all right, let's go, let's go there. Let's visit let's see what it's all about. And I fell in love with the school instantly. I mean, they had what I wanted to do for accounting and, you know, the bowling program was, was big at the time as well. So, um, don't don't I guess you know close door don't don't close doors early on schooling just because you you never know what could happen honestly with the program I mean if you would have told me my freshman year that you know we we were, that they have never won a, a tier one event prior to our junior year I would have been like wow like it, it, it's crazy but you know then I think about it three years later we're doing that and four years later we're competing on national television for a collegiate title like it it's crazy what you can do, you know, especially if you're a leader, like to transform a team. And, you know, when you get everyone to buy in as a team, it's amazing what you can do. So yeah, number one career, number two, uh, make sure you're going to go somewhere that's going to make you better. And then always, always, always be a team player. Cause I promise you, it means so much more to be successful as a team than an individual. So Oh, Nate, that is a, some unbelievable information. And I want to thank you so much for joining us, you know, on behalf of me and Tim. We wish you nothing but success on the PBA Tour this year. And uh, we definitely be, be keeping an eye on you. And we honestly wish you nothing but the best. Absolutely. I really do appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. And happy to be here again. So anytime.